535, hit us out to Laredo About to pick us some pounds so we can make us some queso No luggage in the trunk, just me and Saki Headed back down to Texas, now we serving these beans Welcome to the I-35 Sports Connection. It's NBA Playoff Edition of the I-35 Sports Connection. Triple A in the house. No Mila. She's on a work trip, so she ain't going to be here. So it's just me to talk a little NBA. We're definitely going to start off talking Western Conference because that is where the Mavs are. That's the most important thing in my eyes is talking about our team. But we will cover the East a little bit and we will give like a, or I will give a prediction on who I think is going to win it all and who the most dangerous playing team is and blah, blah, blah. But let's get into it. Let's go through the West where everybody finished. Uh, so West number one spot went to the Suns. I, I mean, they were the number one team for most of the year. Uh, same with uh, Memphis, you know, back half the year, once Seth got hurt, once Draymond got hurt, you know, they kind of passed up Golden State and really locked in that two spot. Then you got Golden State at three. You got Mavs at the four. You got Jazz and Nuggets. And those are your playoff official teams. And then playing wise, you got the Timberwolves, the Clippers, the Pelicans, and the Spurs. Rounding out your playoff grouping in the West. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the big thing. Luca playing in the last game of the year, even though Golden State was up 20, he gets a calf strain. Uh, so basically, Golden State was up 20 at the half. Really nothing the Mavs to truly play for. Uh, but the whole thing comes down to like they were going to be off till like Friday or Saturday. Uh, you know, depending on, on, on what game they got or, or when it was going to be on TV. So they were going to be off for a week after this game, no matter what. J-Kid was going to play Luka no matter what, just so, you know, they can get some reps in and and, and not be over-rested. Uh, but Luka ends up going down in the game with a calf strain, which is like every Mavs worst nightmare of what could possibly happen. And, you know, every team's worst nightmare. You don't want your number one guy going down. Now, Luca was seen wearing a walking boot today. Uh, Maz officially said he does have a calf strain after the MRI. No timetable for return, but Luca's going to play in this series no matter what. Um, good news is, I don't think Luca being in or out will affect the outcome of this series no matter what. So, good news. Bad news is, is because I thought the Mavs were going to lose to the Utah Jazz no matter what. I, I thought, honestly, like I, I know the Mavs are greatly improved from where they were earlier in the year, but this is just a bad matchup for the Mavs. And the team that like I really think that they could have escaped the first round and made it to the second round if they would have gotten the play was the Nuggets because of the Murray injury and the Porter Jr. injury. But like when you look at the Jazz team, one, this is a team that plays terrific at home. So the one thing that the Mavs have going for them is the Mavs have home field in this in this game. But the bad thing is, is this is a veteran, battle-tested team, and they really attack the Mavs' biggest weaknesses. And it, we're going to go into it because the matchup isn't good and Luka being in or out. Yes, Luka being in helps you tremendously, and I, I feel like you go from a first-round exit in game four five to six ish to a first round exit in game seven with a chance to win with Luca. Um, now Luca, if he's hundred percent healthy playing, I wouldn't be shocked if the Mavs made it out the first round, but I wouldn't have picked him to make it out of this matchup no matter what. So I'm just going to say that. Um, and, and here's why. So you look at the Mavs versus the jazz and one of the Mavs biggest weaknesses right now is is points. You know, the Mavs have trouble uh, getting bench production with points. And, and when you go into the playoffs, 
points are at a premium. So you got to hope that your bench can assist you in getting points because any points you get out of that starting lineup is at a premium, right? Any little bit helps because you have whole players tighten up. Uh, you have, you know, stars. They can't be on every single game. So you got to get help whenever you can get it. So let's take a look at some numbers. So points per game. You've got the Utah Jazz in the top 10 in NBA points per game. You've got the Mavs, bottom 10, okay? Points per game from your bench. You've got the Utah Jazz, top 10, and you've got the Dallas Mavs, bottom 10, as far as bench production per game, right? So if there's an off game from one of your stars, or if, let's say, Luka's dinged up a little bit and you need someone to step up, the Utah team is deeper and more able to step up than the Mavs currently are, right? Okay, so how do you overcome those types of deficiencies, right? You're going up against a team that scores more points a game, that is better in the bench than you. So one way to do it is rebounding, right? So if you rebound better, you get more second chance opportunities, you have a greater shot of, of winning. But when you go look into the stats of it, Utah is the top three rebounding team in the NBA, and the Mavs are once again a bottom five rebounding team in the NBA. So they're better than you offensively. They're better than you uh, as far as rebounding a second chance points. They're better than you as far as getting production off of their bench. Where else could you make up the gap? All right, that's where you go look at three-point shooting, okay? So if they're going to get better opportunities than us, then at least we should be uh, – if we're a better three-point shooting team, we should at least have a shot at it, right? We can keep up with them. But then when you go look at it, Utah is 11th in the NBA as far as three-point shooting percentage, and the Mavs are 19th in the NBA as far as three-point shooting percentage. So yet another area where you know you want to have a shot at it or have an advantage and, and you're struggling. So that's why I'm saying like the Luka injury, like if the Mavs go out and end up losing, like we have uh, – we have a reason like, oh, you know, Luca was hurt. If he was there, we would have won. But I'm here to tell you that it's probably not it. And like it would be a, state, a mistake for us or the mass front office to go into the series. If we lose, you go, oh, it would have been different with Luca. We have the team that can win it. This team can't win it. This team is not a contender at all. And we, we, will, we can't rebound better. We can't shoot the three better. We don't score off the bench better. We don't score more points than them per game. Like we're not better at, than them at home. Both teams are even at home. Uh, both teams on the same amount of games in the home. Both, both are top five uh, NBA teams at home. So like if the jazz take just one game from the Mavs in Dallas, like you can kiss this series over and I, and I think you can pretty much kiss the series over anyway. Like I think the Mavs will be very competitive. I, I think each game will, will be within a few possessions and, I think the Mavs will give it one hell of a fight, just like they did in the Clippers series. But I just don't think the Mavs have the firepower that is going to be needed to beat a struggling Utah team. Because, yes, they are struggling, but look at the Mavs championship run. They were struggling going into the playoffs and were able to turn it around. So I don't think just necessarily if you're struggling right now, you're going to be struggling in the postseason. So I do have a lot of concerns against this uh, Utah team. So I'm actually picking Utah to unfortunately beat the Mavs 
with a healthy Luca or with an injured Luca, I, I honestly don't think it matters. But let's talk about the rest of the West. So my preseason prediction to win it all, and I'm going to put one caveat, if healthy, I think Golden State wins the West if healthy. I, I think if, if Curry is able to come back, I think Golden State takes the West. And I don't, I don't see anybody stopping Golden State. I understand how good and how great Phoenix has been. But trust me when I tell you, if Golden State is healthy, Phoenix does not have the firepower to match up. They are a great defensive team. Uh, they, they really got some excellent three-point shooters. But a healthy Golden State, to me, is unbeatable in this Western Conference. I think Memphis is a, is a team of the future. I, I, I don't think that they quite yet have the experience to, to take the West and, and win the West in, in, in this first year as a prominent run for them. Uh, as a, as the first time as they're being viewed at as an actual contender. So I think, I think Golden State comes out the West. Now let's talk about, you know, team most likely to, to be a surprise or most dangerous team in the play-in games. Uh, I, I mean, I think it all comes down to Kawhi, right? Like uh, if Kawhi is able to play, then I, I think you look at it and go, oh, snap, the Clippers are the most dangerous team in the West when it comes to playing playing teams that can make some noise. You look at the Timberwolves, they're not very good defensively. They, they tend to go off in spurts. There's a lot of like, uh, not a lot of team ball, more of a I'm going to take over hero ball going on when you talk about Minnesota still. So like, I'm not too concerned with them. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Golden State comes out the West. The Clippers is the most dangerous team in the play and mainly because of that Kawhi factor uh, with them. So that takes us to the Eastern Conference. And this is, we'll give you, I'll give you a rundown. I'll give you the most dangerous and I'll kind of give you my picks coming out of it, uh, out of the East. Because unlike the West, where I think it is going to be either Golden State or Phoenix, those are the only two teams I see coming out of the West is Golden State or Phoenix. And really just Golden State if they're healthy. But I, if they're not healthy or if they're banged up, I can see Phoenix coming out the West. But I, I think the West is a two-team race. I think the East, you're talking any number of five teams can win that thing. And, and, and let's kind of go over it because number one, uh, you got the Miami Heat. Two, you got Boston. Three, you've got the Bucks. Four, you've got the Sixers. Five is the Raptors. Six is the Bulls. So that's everybody that made the playoffs. Playing wise, you've got Brooklyn, you've got the Cavs, you've got the Hawks, and you've got Charlotte. Your most dangerous team in the play-in is obviously the Brooklyn Nets, right? But it would be a mistake to sleep on the Hawks, especially on the run that they made and how hot they've been lately. Um, the Hawks have won seven out of the last three. Trey has the Trey Young has the most points and assists in the NBA this year. And it would be very dangerous to sleep on a team that's battle-tested like Atlanta. So I think your, your two most dangerous teams are the Nets and the Hawks in the East. Uh, I don't think Miami makes it. I know they're the number one seed, but you look at a team that struggles offensively. Um, so I, man, they struggle offensively. They do have the number one scoring bench in the NBA, but I think they rely a little bit too much on that bench. Uh, you look at the Celtics, and I think they will – live and die on their number three shooter, their number three point scorer, uh, their number three playmaker. I think 
Tatum and Brown are, are going to play insane, but I think they're going to live and die off what Marcus Smart does. I, I, I think it truly depends on how how great or how bad Marcus Smart can be. If his shot is on, I, I think they have a shot. If his shot is off at all, or if Tatum has a bad game, I I, I, I don't see the Celtics pulling through. I see the Celtics getting to the semis and potentially the Eastern Conference Finals. But as far as like teams, I think that can actually win it. I mean, you can't discount the 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 Bucks because Giannis is the best player on any court that he goes on to. Uh, they won it last year. Philadelphia, I, I, I think, looks very deep. Um, and I think is very battle-tested. And I think Embiid is going to be a monster to try and stop. And I think if Harden has his head on right, I think Philadelphia can make some noise. Chicago, I think it... The Raptors, I think, are good. But I think they're like the... Raptor teams pre Kawhi, they're still a piece away from being a true contender. Uh, the Bulls, I, I think it's truly dependent on if if Lonzo Ball can play. If Lonzo Ball is healthy, I think they have a shot. If he's not, or if he's banged up, I don't. I, they must have Lonzo Ball to be able to contend. So with his injury status being so iffy, him not playing a lot, I, I, I would discount them. So I think your real contenders come down to three teams. You're talking Bucks. 76ers and Nets and, and you know Draymond or, or uh, I'm sorry uh, Durant or Kyrie can take over a game but like unless Ben Simmons magically starts playing I, I don't know if the Nets are quite deep enough to win it so that leaves you with the Bucks and the Sixers Ooh, I think this is the year that Philly gets over the hump and wins the East so Philly which I reserve the right if there's a healthy Lonzo Ball. I, I think Philadelphia is the team most likely to to come out of the East uh, for the NBA. And then as far as winning it, I think Golden State takes out Philly in six games in the NBA Finals to win it. These are my NBA predictions, but let me know yours. Hit me up at I-35 Sports CXN uh, if you want to shit talk me about dissing the Mavs or if you think a different team's going to come out. Uh Hope you enjoyed the show. Let me know what you think. See you guys.